Let's get into the word that the Lord has put in my heart. Are you all happy for the word? Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen. Also, um, so uh, brother, you know, my dear friend, uh, his parents are visiting from New York, uh, New Jersey, right? And uh, we are happy to have you here. Uh, they are very soon lo looking into relocating to Dallas. They didn't tell me, but I'm just telling behalf of them. There is nothing good in New York and New Jersey. Dallas is the best place to live. This is God's own country. Come on, y'all. Today, I want to bring your attention to us, a scripture that the Lord has put in my heart and a thought that uh, has been in my mind for some time. And today on the Father's Day, I thought this would be a perfect time for me to share this thought with the church. And the phrase that came to my mind is, He is waiting. He is waiting. Now, if you had a dad like mine in my life, um, uh, you know, you would always see that whenever I go out, my dad is always waiting. And of course, my mom too, who panics uh, if it is right after 11 o'clock, my mom will give me calls like maybe 20 times. Where are you? What's going on? What, are, what time are you coming? And my dad joins along and uh, they sit together to wait. And it was around two years ago when I was 30 and uh, I went to India and I'm like, dad, I'm grown up. I'm married. I have kids. Can I be out for a longer time than this? You know, please stop calling me. But he waited for me to come get in the house and park my car and walk inside. That's the heart of a father. So today, I want to take your attention towards a theme that God has put in my heart. You might have heard this, but it's just to refresh our thoughts once again. He is waiting. Our dad is waiting. And maybe in this room, we do have people who may not have a good earthly relationship with your earthly father. And there have been many situations where I've encountered with people who have said this, that, um, you know, they didn't have growing up a good relationship with their earthly father, maybe because that passed away at a young age or because the abuse and things that have not gone right the way it should have been. But guess what? No matter how much our earthly dad can fail, will fail, but our heavenly father remains constant in our life. Can I hear an amen? People will fail in our life. Men fail in our life, around our life. But we have a good news of having a heavenly father who is always on our side and cheering us. Even though the voice of man can fail, but the voice of our heavenly father does not fail. God in the Bible talks to us about that. He so loved the world that he did not choose to keep his begotten son towards himself, but chose to give away. Love is about giving, not gaining, not getting, not what I can get, but to give away. And that's what we see in through the scriptures, what God in the Bible chose to do when he decided to love the people and show his love towards his people that he did not keep his begotten son towards himself, but to give it to the people. Today, I want to take your attention as I journey through. He is waiting. He is waiting. You know, in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 um, through 31, we come across a very familiar scripture portion that talks to us about the prodigal son. And almost everybody in this room uh, or listening to me online, uh, you might have read through these scriptures a million times and heard a lot of stories and preachings about it many times. But as we refresh our memories today, yet again on a Father's Day, I want us to journey through understanding that it was not about the prodigal son, but it was about the prodigal 
father. It was not just about the son who wandered away and he came back, but it was the willing heart of a lavish father who was waiting for his son as he came back. Are you with me, church? We talk about the son who was lost, wandered away, wasted things away that he inherited from his father. But guess what? The source of the father will never run out even when you run away with the resources. He is the lavish father who is waiting for us as the son comes back. You know, in the story, when we read, let's read, Jesus continued the story. Let's read Luke chapter 15, verse 11 onward. Jesus continued the story. He said, there was one man who had two sons. The younger one, said to his father, always the younger ones are a total mess, okay? My brother, he's listening to me. He is a total mess. Um, there were two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Uh, not long after that, the younger son got together with all he had and he set off to a, underline or highlight, to a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country. He began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to, the, to his field to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Then, verse 17, listen to it very carefully, highlighted. Then he came to his senses. Then he came to his senses. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to eat and food to spare? But here I am starving to death. Verse 18, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father, ooh, I love the scripture, his father saw him. In other words, his father was waiting for the return of his son. His father saw him and filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Verse 21, the son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Verse 22, brothers and sisters, I love this. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of man, this son of mine was dead and is alive again. 
he was lost and now he has been found so they began to celebrate let's pause there as i want to exhort from god's word for the next couple of seconds pay attention what a beautiful scripture portion that talks to us about this prodigal son who ran away squandered all the wealth in wild living enjoyed his life to the fullest but after all the resources that he accumulated and ran away listen resources will fail and only to fail to prove that you have an access back to the source our heavenly father every resource that we have could be wealth it could be people around us whatever resource we have but listen we have to come back to the source of origin where it all began god never lacks in any supply are you with me if you lack in wisdom ask the lord he gives to you we heard from dr sapna last week if whatever we lack in our life we come back to god's presence who is the source the initiator the beginning the creator of all things in our life to tell him god i have messed up my resources has end now i come back to the source who the heavenly father is let me remind my church again he is waiting god is waiting for whom for his children to come back to him as you read the scriptures here jesus talks to us about one story where he wants to identify heavenly father and the nature of god's kingdom he wants to tell his disciples and the followers what god's kingdom looks like what our heavenly father and his heart looks like jesus is explaining to his disciple with a story and he said the youngest son number 1 the first important thing that i wanted you to highlight was the youngest son gathered all the wealth and he walked away to a distant country a distant country listen distance is often measured in miles and kilometers and we often measure distance in terms of some sort of a numeric digit that lets us know how far a person is but in god's house and kingdom you might be seated right here but yet be far away from god distant country is no longer measured in terms of kilometers and miles but it could be the attitude of your presence right here in god's presence are you with me church praise the lord you could be right here on a sunday morning be here for all the three services but still be far away from the love of the heavenly father we could be still be functioning in the same house but still find ourselves away from the family god has put us together are you with me you could be right there but yet find yourself away you could be right here but you are in a distant country altogether right here did not miss the point brothers and sisters sometimes we gather in a church and we sing three songs we hear three point message and our life becomes a total pointless because you are far away from god we are far away from god just because we came on a sunday morning with the best clothes on doesn't mean we are closer to god 
our heart's condition is what we have to think about today. This morning, as my message brings life to your soul, I want to remind my church this morning and everybody listening to me on the online platform, brothers and sisters, you could find yourself in a church, but you're still in a distant country and our Heavenly Father is waiting for us. He's not condemning. He's not pushing anybody down. He's not ostracizing people. He's saying, you know what? I am waiting for my sons and my daughters to make a comeback in their life. Your comeback will be greater in life when you come back to the source who our Heavenly Father is. Maybe in this room, there might be people, you find yourself very far away in a distant country. Maybe in your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, in your family life, in your church ministry life, in your, in your heart to serve, you find yourself in a distant country. You find yourself distanced away from God and His presence and His work and His calling and His mandate that God has put in your life. But today, make a comeback to the house of God. He says, I am waiting for you, son. I am waiting for you, daughter. All you need is to come back. I'm not going to push you away. I'm going to welcome you. I want to embrace you on the journey of life for I who has created you I am with you until the end of life I am with you the promise of our heavenly father who loved and lavished his love on us when you look into the the meaning of prodigal you see the meaning of the word prodigal means recklessly extravagant recklessly extravagant Heavenly Father, when He decided to show His love onto the people that He cared about, He just gave away His only begotten Son. He gave away His only begotten Son, the only Son. He decided to care. Why? Because He wanted to show His extravagant love, His, His lavish love onto a group of people that has sinned and walked away from God again and again and again. But even in the beginning, even before any one of us were born, God decided to show His love onto the people that He cared about. And in Genesis 3.15, you see the very first missional scripture in the very beginning God decided through the son that is born out of a woman I am going to bring a deliverance in this mankind the love of a father and God has been waiting God has been waiting and that's my message to my church this morning he is waiting and I want my church to understand every single one of us gathered in this room, young or old, no matter what age we belong to, but still there are places and areas in our life we feel distant from God. God says, I want you to come back to the house of worship. I want you to come back to the house of prayer. I want you to come back to the house where everything begins in your life because in the Father's house, there is all good things for the children. See, in the relationship of myself and my son, because I'm his dad, what happens? He has access to my life. He has access to my wealth. He has access to my house. Anybody else tries to get into my house, what happens? I call 911. Anybody else tries to access my wealth, what happens? I will call the law immediately. Why? Because they don't have access. But in the relationship, 
My son Josiah or Ariana, they have the access to whatever is mine is theirs. Brothers and sisters gather in this room because of your long-lasting relationship with God. Number one, you have an access with God. You have an access with His resources. You have an access to the source Himself. You have an access with God. Let no man, no wicked scheme can ever come into your life to tell you that you have no access with a God. God in the Bible says, I have given you the access on the cross when Jesus died. You know, it's a simple denote. You know, what does it show? When he died on the cross, spread his arms. Why? He just want to hug the world. He just want to embrace those people who were running to him and said that, you know what? In in my life, I want to take you with me. I am with you. I am with you. I want to take you with me. In the journey of life, you are not alone. I am with you. A father's heart. A father's heart. The second thing I want to mention here is that when the son came to his senses, all of us in this room, there's going to be a point in our life and we come back to our senses. When we have lost everything and we come back to our senses. I pray that the Holy Spirit will try convicting people where they will come back to their senses. Are you with me, church? I'm praying that this generation, our generation, among our peers, among our friends, you know, there will be people who come back to their senses. When he came back to his senses, he saw things that were actually blurry and his vision was blurred out because he was just living in the moment, living a wild, reckless life. But when he came back to his senses, he realized the place that he is. Number one, he is very far away from his dad. Number two, everything he had, he had emptied it out. He is now living with the pigs, eating the, trying to eat the food that was given to the pigs. At one point, he was the ruler of all things because he was in charge of everything that the father owned. But now he, when he came back to his senses, he identifies himself with the food that was given to the pigs. And he says, you know what? The hired servants in my father's house are better well off than where I am right now. But I have the blood of my dad that runs in my veins. When he came back to his senses, he identified himself and he said, you know what? I need to go back to my father's house. I need to go back to my father's house. But he still had the doubt in him. Will my father accept me? But guess what? As he chose to make a comeback into the father's house, the glimpse that he sees is his father was waiting for him and his father did not wait for the son to walk all his smile. One step of yours is always matched by heaven two times larger. Brothers and sisters, what is the choice we make today? When you make that one step closer to God's house, he comes for you. He comes closer to you. When you decide to come closer to heaven, heaven comes closer to you. Praise the Lord. The moment you decide to make a comeback in your life, the moment you decide to make and change the thoughts that are taking you away from the presence of God, repentance means a U-turn. Are you with me? That's what repentance means. Repentance means complete U-turn. I was going on one direction 
But today when I show the grace of our almighty God and all that he is, I'm going to change. A change of direction is what repentance is about. And the walk to God, God Almighty is the way of sanctification that we walk through and towards our Heavenly Father. I am not completely changed, but I'm walking towards the progress of life, going and becoming one in my Heavenly Father. I am going to and regain to having the image of God growing in the knowledge of who Christ Jesus is. That's exactly what God wants when we make a U-turn in our life. When we repent of our sins and we say, God, I am coming back to you. I am coming back to you. Every single step that we take from repentance, heaven matches it. He comes closer to us. And when heaven decides to show up in your life, your old self will pass away with the radiance of His glory. Every darkness that was around you, engulfed around you, has to leave. No shadow of doubt there. When the radiance of His glory decides to shine on your life, you will have abundant peace. You will have abundant joy. You will have life like no other place. You will enjoy being in the presence. Why? Because that's what heaven decides to do when you show up in His presence. When you decide to walk in the countenance of God. When you look into verse 18, it says, Sorry, verse 19. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son with great pain and agony as he is uh, pointing out to his present condition that, you know what, I have lost the right. I have lost everything that I had to do with my dad and I have walked away. Brother and sister, no matter where you are, you have not lost the right to be known as the son and the daughter of the living God. You are still what God calls you, not what people call you, not what your enemy calls you, not what your neighbor calls you, not even what your dad or your mom calls you. You are what God calls you in your life. You are the son and daughter of the living God not be ashamed to walk closer to the presence of our almighty God. When you walk towards Him, when you have a change of thoughts in your mind, sometimes it's our mind that takes us away from God. Take captive of all the thoughts that ruin who you are in Christ Jesus. See, our thoughts capture us, derail our purpose in God. Derail everything that God has for us. Why? Because our thoughts have been the workshop of the enemy. He's been working crooked things in our mind. People who talk to us mo most has the ability to build us or to destroy us. Listen to this very carefully. The voices we hear in our life has the ability to build or to destroy us. So who are you talking to? Who are we listening to? Oh, I pray today, this is the source of life. Let no other man's word be so vocal in your life that this is shut down completely. Let this be the foundation. Let the word of God be the foundation that leads us, that builds us, that grows us in our life, in our family, in our ministry. Verse 20, but when he was still a long way off, listen to those words if you're reading it. Can we have the scriptures here on the screen? So he got up, verse 20. He got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way. Can you all repeat it after me? Long way off. He was still a long way 
Oh, but the father decided to show up in his life. He is not yet to the mark, but the father decided to show up in his life. He is not yet perfect, but the father decided to show up in his life. He's not yet complete, but the Father decided to show up in his life. He is not cleansed completely, but the Father decided to show up in his life. He smells like the pig, but the Father decided to show up in his life. He smells like ragged places wherever he's been to, but the Father decided to show up. That's exactly my story. That's exactly your story. That the story, that's the story of every single individual in this place right now. We are not made righteous by our self-doing works. It is the grace of our Heavenly Father. He decided to show up even when I was messed up. He decided to show up even when I was in the evil practices of life. But I came back to my senses to walk closer to Him. He decided to show up in my life. Listen, why? The sun was still a far way away. But because his, his heart has changed, his motives and his intentions and his thoughts had changed, he came back to his senses. Can I tell you, Holy Spirit and Jesus, he's a gentleman. He never advances his will on anybody. That's why even in the fallen world, every individual, we have a free will. It's up to us to choose. Are you with me? The created beings, God gave the authority to be equal and like and to be the rulers on the earth. But still he gave us the choice. Choice was given. That's why they sinned. But choice is given. That's why this young boy decided to walk back to God. Choice is ours. You can either live and die thinking about your father's house or you can make a bold step today. I am walking back to God's house once again. I am found in the distant country, but today I'm gathering up my senses once again. I am walking back to my father's house. You know, the old Sunday school song sings like this. I come and join with me to my father's house. It's a big, big house. The Lord. I love singing that song, especially on a Sunday school, Sunday mornings, because it talked about food. I loved it on Sunday morning. He talked about food and it's like, there's a big table. There's so much food available. Guess what? It hasn't changed. The food is about his peace, his joy. The happiness in the countenance of being with. When you are around somebody that loves you the most, when you're around somebody who loves you the most, you know, you ex start experiencing a peace like no other place. You start experiencing a joy like no other place. Why? Because you are around someone who loves you the most. That's exactly what happens when we come around in the countenance of our Heavenly Father. He loves us. He cares for us. And that's exactly what we see here when the sun was still a distant, far away location. Father saw him filled with compassion. He ran to his son, totally against the Jewish traditions, ran to his son, threw his arms around him. It's not like that. Son, uh, you know what? First go clean up. <laughs> First go change your clothes. And only then, you know, you've been to all these nasty places. So many in today's generation, 21st century after COVID, you'll be like, oh, you know what? I don't know what all germs you've been carrying. You know, just go sanitize yourself before you come to my presence. Okay. 
before you are at the dinner table, I want you to clean up. My son Josiah uh, is helping uh, his mom, um, uh, Anisha, with gardening, you know. And, and as he is helping out Anisha with gardening, he is messed up. His clothes are all dirty. And in the evening when he comes, you know, we ask him, you know what? First, before the dinner table, you got to clean up. You got to clean up. Are you with me, church? You got to clean up. But here we see in the story, the father was waiting for the son. Didn't ask. Didn't bother. Didn't question. The father was filled with so much joy that the son decided to come back. there, Even before asking anything. Even before the son explaining, Dad, I'm sorry. And all these. Father just showed his love. Son, we can talk about it later. Let me show you who I am. While you were gone, I was waiting for you. While you were gone, I have been waiting all this while. Waiting for you to come back. And I want to celebrate your comeback. Guess what? In God's house, your comeback will be much more greater than what it has been in the past. What it has been Every setbacks that we have had in our life, your comeback is going to be greater than that through the help of our heavenly Father who is waiting for us. Verse 22. Father said to his servants, quick, I'm going to go very quick here. Bring me the best robe. The best robe ever in this house. You know, we see the story how the older son is now jealous. Some of our older sons, only you could understand. You know, you are jealous when the younger ones get the best ones, you know, best things. And, and the oldest son is jealous. You see the story, you can read it later. But I just want to take our attention to us. The father is hard in bringing the best robe for his younger son. Get me the best robe, not the ordinary one. Not the one that you wore last year, you know. I want the best one. I want the nice looking best robe. Every time in God's scriptures, you see somebody being dressed in the best robe, jealous people have all stood against them. In the Old Testament, one father decided to give his son the best colorful robe ever made and all his brothers were jealous to a point they wanted to kill him. How dare our dad love this guy when we are all alive? I am the oldest, tallest, well-built. My God, dad loves him. No, it can't happen. I pray that in our church setups and mindsets, we never have the mindset of the oldest son. Because whatever is the father's is everybody's. Whatever belongs to the father belongs to everyone equally. Is anybody in this room, any dad who would say, you know what, I actually love my second son more than the older one. Uh -huh. Even if you don't, please don't say it now. <laughs> You'll mess up my message. Come on. <laughs> but to be honest, nobody will do it. As this is on live stream, my dad might be watching. I'm actually the favorite son of my, both the sons. I'm the favorite one. But we all equally loved by our parents. In many churches today, we come across people who have, <laughs> who have the mindset of the older son. The, the, when the, the one who was lost comes back, why am I not treated the same? Brother, you just open your eyes and see whatever is the father's is yours. Let not the enemy Capture your vision for even a second. Father said, bring the best robe. What does the robe mean? 
What does a robe mean? Through God's scriptures, you see the robe means the robe of righteousness. Guess what? In many religion, many religion, you take up Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, many religion. You got to do something to attain your self-righteousness. You got to do something to attain your righteousness. What does it mean? To be in right with the creator, you got to do something. When you come to God's scriptures, you didn't have to do nothing. All you did was, so, Lord, I'm coming back. Just one word changes all things and everything you did in the past is just blotted away when the robes of righteousness has been put on you. Brothers and sisters, the moment we decide to come back to God's house, His robes of righteousness are already ready for us. Just asking His disciples, His servants, bring me the best robe that has ever been found in this place, ever been soon together in this place. Bring me the best robe. Bring me the best robe. Number two, put on a uh, ring on his finger. What does it mean? Ring denotes relationship. Relationship that you were lost. As a father who owned everything, the son also owned. But when the son decided to walk away, his relationship was lost from the father. His authority to whatever the father owned was lost when he decided to walk away. So when the son comes back, what is the father doing? Number one, the robes of righteousness. That my son will not be treated as any ordinary person. He is separated. He is mine. He is in charge. And now I'm going to put a ring on his finger just to show the world that he has the authority that I have. He has a relationship with me. The blood that runs in his veins is mine. He is my son. I am reinstating the authority and the relationship. Put a ring on his finger. Brothers and sisters, we who were lost has been found in grace and God has put the ring over us. What is that? The Holy Spirit. That brings us in control, binds our relationship in Jesus, gives us the rightful inheritance in and through Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Third thing, put a sandal on his feet. Listen, put a sandal on his feet. What does sandal mean? In the old Jewish traditions, servants were not allowed to wear sandals. Slaves and servants were not allowed to wear sandals. What happened when the father decided to put sandals on the son's feet? It simply helped everybody around understand that he is not to be treated like a slave. Though the son wanted to come back to his father and be a servant, in his father's house. But the father decided to do something else. The father said, put the best sandals on his feet. Why? Because I am reinstating him as the authority, in-person authority. I'm giving him the authority here. Why? Because I don't want him to be counted as another slave here. He's not a slave. He's my son. A lot of Christians... Water baptized, born again, church going Christian. Count yourself as a slave. Get out of the slave mentality. You are the son and the daughter of the living God. 
what the father has is mine. What the father has is mine. I walk in righteousness because he has made me righteous in Christ Jesus.